Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hi. So today we're gonna get right into the story because this is like a wild ride, okay? Ooh, okay. We are gonna be talking about the One-Eyed Dragon. Ooh, that's a cool name. Yup, it happened in 2006 in Singapore. So today we're gonna be talking about a man named Tan Chochin. Mm-hmm. Um, he also goes by the name Tony Kya. Uh-huh. And he... You know, is just a personality. He's someone, okay? okay? He's just like, I don't even know how to explain. Yeah. I would say overly confident, very yeah. loud. Mm-hmm. Um, just bold. Yeah. He is part of a gang. This gang is kind of a big deal, okay? Because okay. they've been around since 1950s. Uh-huh. And so 1950s Damn. to 2006. Yo, that's yeah. like... Mm. Mm-hmm. And so they operate both in Malaysia and in Singapore. Ooh, wow. I don't want to name the gang because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> But they took part in several criminal activities which Tony Kia was also a part of such mm. as gun smuggling, drugs, illegal money lending and illegal gambling. Yeah. And it was just like bad i guess he yeah. had a really good reputation mm-hmm. for being a really good hitman mm-hmm. and people you know always hire him to go and boom boom people yeah. up and he got married in 2001 to a lady named Xiao Fang Fang uh-huh. and they lived happily you know he uh-huh. was like living his life and then way 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 back in 1999 right how yeah. he got Um, the name One-Eyed Dragon, how this case became known as the One-Eyed Dragon yeah. is because of his eye. Mm-hmm. In 1999, he got into a car accident where glass pieces flew into his eyeballs, oh, into his right eye. Uh-huh. So because of one eye being down, that's how, you know, yeah. he became known as the One-Eyed Dragon. Mm-hmm. Now that we've talked about Tony, right, let's talk about Mr. Lim. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Lim is an acquaintance of Tony Kia. Uh-huh. He owns a... He kind of owns a nightclub, a mm-hmm. KTV lounge nightclub in Singapore. Yeah. He owns or is a shareholder of mm. a, a nightclub. And he has it here in Singapore. He's married. He has a daughter. Yeah. He lives with his wife, daughter and a helper, mm-hmm. a domestic helper. And he's like really rich. He's super mm-hmm. like balling. I mean, yeah. nightclub, KTV, yeah. like... He's just Rolex on like each wrist. It's kind of <laughs> a vibe, okay? Yeah. So how the two of them met? I guess gang related. Yeah. You know, like maybe Mr. Lim hired, you know, the gang to like mm. help with some stuff. Yeah. And that's how Tony Kia and Mr. Lim met. Mm-hmm. So Tony Kia was having some financial difficulties and mm-hmm. he asked Mr. Lim, who is obviously like filthy freaking rich, yeah. for some money. Like, hey, lend me some money. I'm in debt. And so, mm. you know, Mr. Lim... Was like, oh yeah, sure, you know, I know yeah. you through this gang, you know. Nothing's gonna happen, so yeah. like, sure, here's some money. Yeah. And that's it. Like, Tony Kia never returned the money. Oh, wow. Ever. And so, Mr. Lim was kind of getting frustrated. Yeah. So, let's just imagine, like, the money was borrowed somewhere in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then in 2003, Mr. Lim brought a friend along and went all the way to JB to find oh, Mr. Oh, Yeah, to find Tony Kia. That's some commitment. Yeah, and to say, like, hey, I've given you this money, like, a while ago and you yeah. haven't returned it yet. Like, 
when are you gonna return it? And yeah. Tony Kia, like I told you, he's yeah. quite a personality. Yeah. So he was like, hey, brother, why do you have to come all the way to JB? Yeah. You know me, I know you. Can just yeah. message me, what? Yeah. And Mr. Lim was like, yo, like, I've had enough. Like, yeah. where's my money? Yeah. And Tony Kia was like, I don't have it right now. Like, why don't you just, why don't I come and pass it to you whenever yeah. I have the money? And so really upset, Mr. Lim left back to Singapore. And now, years passed. Okay, mm-hmm. it was literally the around... Years, wow. Around 2005 to 2006. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Lim started sending over hitmans, henchmans, mm. to Tony Kian to beat him and oh, to wow. settle the account. Oh. Yeah, okay. and Tony Kian, as a reputable hitman himself, yeah. and as a member of a gang, he was not having it. He was yeah. like... How dare you? Yeah. His ego's mm-hmm. a little bruised. He's just <laughs> His like, ego. Yeah. So he's like not having it. And he yeah. was like super freaking angry. So he basically thinks that he can just have his way since he's such a big personality. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he's really, really, really upset about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so he comes to Singapore where he meets his friend James. Mm-hmm. And now James calls another friend named Achui and they all hang out in James's apartment mm-hmm. house, HDB flat. Why did I have to like <laughs> apartment like that? <laughs> so they all hang out in James's house, right? Yeah. And they're all chatting and hanging. And then Tony says to Achui, yeah. hey, let's go on a drive. Mm-hmm. I need to go and meet someone. Can you drive me? Yeah. This was 15th of February, 2006. Okay. And so Achui was the driver driving um, Tony. Yeah. They went all the way to freaking Serangoon, mm-hmm. where, to- where Mr. Lim lived yeah. with his wife, child, and helper, right? Yeah. And so, 3 a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. Tony bangs on the door. Mm-hmm. And just to show how upset Tony is, mm-hmm. no one ever gave Tony Mr. Lim's address. Like, Mr. Oh. Lim never told Tony where he lives. So, he really went out yeah. just to find out the address. He hunted Mr. Lim down. Wow. And he was like, did you send me? He confronted him straight up like, you sent someone to send that money, did you know? That's probably how they were talking. Yeah, that's how they were talking, yeah. And then Mr. Lim was like, yeah? You owe me money, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a podcast, not like like a role <laughs> A drama show. Yeah, this is becoming like a drama show. And Mr. Lim was like, yeah, you owe me money, what? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Of course, I need to send people, lah. Yeah. Then he closes the door. Then Tony is yeah. just like, bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Lim was like, what? Then Tony was just like, you want to settle this? You settle this now. You come out mm-hmm. now. And Mr. Lim you was like... You pay the money? What do you mean settle? Yeah, you are the one who has to pay the money. You settle it. Exactly. And so Mr. Lim was like, go away. And yeah. he closed the door. And immediately Mr. Lim called his friend. The, the same friend mm. who followed Mr. Lim to JB to confront Tony. Mm, this friend is a real friend, man. Yeah, and so at 3am, he says like, oh my god, that one-eyed guy, yeah. he came to my house. At freaking 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And wants to settle this. He's not happy that I send men after him. Yeah. And the guy was like, how did he get your address? I have no idea. I never told him. Like, he doesn't know where I live. Yeah. And so, you know, this is just like... Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And Tony went down. Yeah. Back to the car. Mm-hmm. And so, Achui was driving him, right? And then he turns to Achui and says like, where can I steal a good Rolex? 
and actually was like huh like why yeah, like, he's like i'm having some money difficulties i'm having yeah. some bad luck with money some money problems and actually was like i have no idea yeah and then they went back to james's house and they were all just chilling and stuff and here's the thing like he could not let this go like tony could just not let this go yeah from his travel from jv to singapore he was not able to let it go yeah. so his travel from this ego yeah he was just really upset and yeah. angry and so he's at about 6 a.m again mm-hmm. he turns to actually and like let's go for a drive again yeah and this time he carries a black leather pouch with him what's mm-hmm. inside what's inside it's a gun Of course it is. <laughs> It's a freaking pistol in Singapore. In 2006. That's kind of this is the kind of stuff you just don't hear about. Right? I was super shook. Yeah. Because like that's just not It's not normal, right? <laughs> no, no, no way is it normal. And Archie did not know what was in the bag. Mm-hmm. He was just like, "Oh, now he's carrying a bag. Just now he didn't have a bag." And so again they go to the same place Serangoon and actually was um waiting in the you know car park yeah. and then Tony went up. Mm. It was about 7 a.m. 6:55 a.m. Here's the whole setup okay in yeah. the house. The wife was in the master bedroom sleeping. The mm. helper was in the kitchen cleaning or cooking or whatever. Yeah. Mr. Lim was in the hall in a mattress sleeping yeah. on the floor. Uh-huh. And the daughter was outside the house tying her shoelaces to go to school. To go to school. The door was open and yeah. everything. And Tony Kia approached up with a gun in uh, his oh hand. Oh my god. This poor girl in the daughter and oh saying, god. "Get inside your house right now." Uh-huh. And the girl was like, "Are you crazy? No. Who are you? What do you want?" And he was <laughs> like, "I'm not there." He was like, "I'm here to rob you. Get inside the house now." Mm-hmm. And so she goes in the house and he comes right after her closes the gate closes the door and the helper frantically runs out and is like sir yes how can i help you yeah. and he's like where's where's everyone and well, he's like, pointing the gun gun yeah and then he sees on the floor it's lim mr yeah. lim sleeping so he kicks mr lim uh-huh. points the gun at him and he's like you want to talk now i have a gun you want me to shoot you uh-huh. you know like let's talk now let's settle this yeah. now And Mr. Lim was just like, okay, 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 like calm down. Mm-hmm. And he, they were like, they went into the master bedroom where the mom was, right? Yeah. The mother was still sleeping, yeah. and so Tony was like pointing the gun at them, saying like, asking the helper, wake your madam up now. And yeah. so she was like, madam, wake up, mm-hmm. madam, wake up. Uh-huh. And she's like, huh, what? Oh my god, this freaking <laughs> gunman, my family, like what the hell? Yeah. What a thing to wake up to, right? Yeah. And then she's like, "Go stand with them." And then she goes, and they all stand uh-huh. together, huddled up in yeah. the corner. So imagine like a wardrobe, and then a tiny space for like a nightstand, uh-huh. and then the bed. So in that tiny corner uh-huh. in the middle, they were all huddled up. And then he says, "Like, okay, helper, come out now." Yeah. And he's like, "Um, they have like a vanity where they put all of their jewelries and watches and yeah. earrings." And he passes over a bag and says, "Like, put all of those items in my bag now." Mm-hmm. And so she takes the bag, puts all of the items, and then gives it back to him. Yeah. And then from there, they move to the study room. Yeah. And so he's like, "Go, go into the other room. Go, yeah. go." And at the study room, there was a safe, and mm-hmm. so he's like, "Mr. Lim, open the safe." Mm-hmm. And so he's opening the safe, and everything in the safe. Put it inside my yeah. my bag, and then um they go back to the master bedroom. Yeah, and they were like, okay, 
tie everyone up Like mm-hmm. tie everyone up And Mr. Lim was like I don't have ropes What do you mean tie everyone up Then he's like Use your brain lah Use a freaking towel mm. So he started taking towels And tying his wife His daughter And his helper up That must be traumatizing Yeah And then after that They came all to the hall yeah. And then he asked the wife To tie Mr. Lim up And she's like I don't have anything yeah. And then they took out a cable From behind the TV Because they yeah. were at the hall And she tied Mr. Lim's hand up And so They were all tied up And in the hall now right mm-hmm. So he demanded For the wife And the daughter To run to the master bedroom And to sit there And so without any doubt Like without any hesitation They ran And they sat And they crouched down Yeah And they just In fear Sat mm. there And then he sent the He sent the helper To another room mm. And he brought Mr. Lim To the study room And so now Basically Daughter, mother, master bedroom. Him, Mr. Lim in the study room. Yeah. And the helper is in another room. Okay. The helper has a, like absolutely the clearest vision uh-huh. viewing of what's happening in the study room. Uh-huh. So she literally like peeps over and looks at everything. Yeah. And at this point, Tony is just like, you shouldn't have pushed me. You shouldn't have pushed me. This is all your fault. Uh-huh. Like none of this would have been happening if you didn't push me. You went too far. Uh-huh. And I mean, you didn't pay him back, bro. Yep. He got angry and uh-huh. he started to shoot. Oh, Mr. Lim. He oh, shot no. Mr. Lim. Oh god. Six bullets mm. were fired. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Five hit Mr. Lim and one missed. Mm-hmm. So he was shot in the right temple. Oh. In the right cheek, on the left arm, on the left thigh, mm-hmm. and then when he fell and collapsed on his front. Yeah. He shot him in the back. Oh. And then another bullet, it hit like the chair or something in the mm-hmm. study room. Yeah. Six freaking shots. Mm-hmm. And then he went, he proceeded to go to shoot the helper in the face. Oh no. Um she was No, I mean he didn't shoot her. Oh, but he, he pointed the gun oh, okay. at her face mm-hmm. and she was begging him like please sir, I'm just yeah. here to work, please sir. Yeah. And so he left her and went into the master bedroom yeah. where the mother and daughter were mm. and he proceeded to point the gun at them mm-hmm. and he wanted to shoot but he yeah. did not. And he Thank said God. this is all your husband's fault. Yeah. If he didn't push me, none of this would have been happening. Mm-hmm. And then he went down. This entire thing took 30 minutes around mm-hmm. there. And then he went to the car where Achui was and Achui said that at this point like Tony was sweating. Mm-hmm. He was nervous. He got in the car and he said drive, drive, drive now. Mm-hmm. Hurry, get out of here. And Achui was like, "Okay, where do you want to go?" And yeah. they went to a canal near Sarangun and mm-hmm. threw away the gun. Yeah. And he had a big bag of stuff that he yeah. stole, right? And all of that was worth like a lot of money. Mhm. Like almost around like 17,000. Ooh. Yeah. And so he threw the gun and he went he like yeeted out of yeah. there. He went to Malaysia. He mm-hmm. ran. Yes, he, he ran to Malaysia, mm. right? And he had a foolproof plan to like go into hiding into like yeah. Thailand or something. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, he did not. He did not go to Thailand. Why? He ended up going to see his mistress first. Yeah. He has a 28-year-old mistress who he's expecting a Son with she's oh, pregnant. Oh, then what about his wife? Yeah. Uh. So, he went to see her first lah, the uh. mistress. And at this point, 
um, the wife is calling like the police and the police come down for the investigation and they're yeah. like okay like do you know who it is yeah they described him as the man with one eye and that's yeah. how the whole name became about the one eyed dragon yeah yeah I don't know why the dragon came up though. yeah me neither yeah. probably cause he's like a big personality in a gang and stuff and they just mm-hmm. mm and so all of this was happening mm. and then um when word got out the friend that called at 3 a.m yeah came down and told them everything about the guy this one yeah. guy his name is tan Chochen. he's known as tony kia he yeah. always goes drinking at Geylang. Mm. and then they were able to like identify the guy and put out word that he's wanted by the police yeah but obviously by the time they you know put out word for the manhunt he already left for malaysia yeah after meeting his his wife he actually got like a crew cut changed his complete like how he looks got mm-hmm. a haircut put on like spectacles and yeah. stuff and the mistake he did was before going away to hiding he mm. went to meet a friend in malaysia mm-hmm. and this friend is a gang lord they call him a gang lord like Damn. wow <laughs> i never ever like stumbled upon anything <laughs> like a gang lord okay that's just <laughs> <laughs> How times have changed, I guess. <laughs> or just like the exposure that we... Are. Yeah. Yep. So he went to meet his f- good friend, childhood friend, who's mm. a gang lord. Mm-hmm. And this is the mistake he made, going to see that friend. Because this friend was already under surveillance of the police. The oh, police wow. was literally <laughs> like already stalking this guy. Yeah. And so when this Tony went to, went to meet the gang lord mm. the police was like looking up the records who's this guy why is he meeting oh he's Tan Chochu <laughs> oh well look at that he's currently wanted by the Singapore police wow and so they informed the Singapore police like hey we got your guy he's mm-hmm. under our surveillance like give us a few days yeah. and we'll give him to you wow easy Easy peasy lemon squeezy. And so they were We really love that smart. teamwork. Yeah, Singapore <laughs> to Malaysia, right? And here's the amazing thing, right? Yeah. They were super smart, okay? Uh. They changed hotels every two days. Mm. They were in, they were out. So the reason why he didn't go to Thailand yet is because he was waiting for his fake passport to be made. Yeah. So that's okay. why he was hanging out with his bro. Yeah. And so they thought they were being really smart by changing <laughs> their hotel every two days, right? Yeah, but I sure. mean, what's the point? The police are already <laughs> tailing you. Yeah. And so here's the thing, right? They went into one of the hotels. But the mistake they made was going into luxurious hotels. And not like those cheap hotels. Mm. Because luxury- oh, they still have ego. Even in such a situation, they're still like, ooh, let's go to the expensive one. Right? And so they went. So the total of them was like two couples him and his wife mm. so he his wife and two other couples okay mm-hmm. they checked into this really fancy hotel they were in they were living in like, adjoining rooms so like yeah. three rooms that can all be like connected through a door mm-hmm. and then at night time they just go back to their own rooms and like yeah. lock the door in the middle yeah and so they were all hanging out in the middle room and they ordered room service mm-hmm. because Mr. Tony Kia had the biggest craving for Hainese chicken rice. Mm, and so the, the police rice. took this as the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. They sent an undercover cop as the bellboy. <laughs> That's cute. As a server. Yeah. And so he got dressed up in the waiter <laughs> costume. He got yeah. um, a listening recording device mm-hmm. and he put it in the 
in the tray. Yeah. And he pushed it in. He got eyes. He looked at everything. He yeah. noticed everything. Yeah. And then he recorded everything. Yeah. And then he put the listening device in, and then he came out. Mm. And at this point, the police could listen to everything as in where it gone, yes. whatever they are talking, mm-hmm. discussing, planning, mm. and when it got quiet, yeah. when they go to sleep. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so. I mean, what else you need? <laughs> it was about, I guess, 2 a.m. Yeah. They were all asleep. Everything was quiet. Mm-hmm. 12 Malaysian police officers. <laughs> 12. 12. For six people <laughs> in yeah. 12 of them quietly went in. <laughs> I can just imagine them. Their heavy uniforms, all their badges, all the yeah. equipment, just like, trying to quietly, quietly go yeah, in. Super quietly. Like, imagine how quiet the hotel is. And you know, police have like those really yeah. nice heavy shoes. They go like click click click. I don't think they send those kind of police officers. Yeah. I think they send like the detectives who are like, Ooh, in like the sleek <laughs> yeah the sleek <laughs> officers. So they go in super quietly, have mm. a gun on Tony Kia's mm. pointing at Tony Kia's head, and then he goes, Mister Tony Kia, you're under arrest. Wake up! And then obviously he can't do anything. There's yeah. two policemen. Pointing a gun at him. <laughs> Screaming at him to wake up. Yeah, and so that's it. They got raided, they got arrested, and in the hotel room, there was about 203 bullets found. Why? They were having bullets. I think they right. were going to sell it. I oh, mean, you oh, remember yeah, illegal yeah, gun yeah. smuggling? There were, like, drugs worth $20,000. Mm, wow. Four grams of drugs. Couldn't he have just paid Mr. Lim back with all of that? I think it's really the, <laughs> the ego. That, yeah, I think it's the ego. The fact that Mr. Lim sent henchmen after mm. him and treated him like nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing is, like, who's more powerful? Who's yeah. more bigger? Mm-hmm. You as a club owner or me as a gangster? Mm. You know that kind of thing. And so here is like the most interesting part of the story, right? Mm-hmm. The trials. The trials. The trials are always the most interesting part. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our dear Mr. Tony Kia decided to represent himself. <laughs> the ego, I cannot. Everyone was like, you're going to get two free lawyers. You can yeah. get two freaking free lawyers. He's like, no, I'm going to be my own lawyer. And it's not just like any intern lawyer. It's like a <laughs> senior lawyer yeah. with an assistant. Wow. So you get two lawyers for free. I mean, not that Tony doesn't have money. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. money to um hire, you know who is Subash Anandan? So Subash Anandan basically is like just the most prominent top criminal lawyers in Singapore. Yeah. He is very famous, very well known. He has like books and biographies and like documentaries because yeah. he's just so known for taking up controversial cases, defending... Yeah criminals and and helping them get away Mm -hmm. and he had the money to um, get someone like him yeah but at this point Subash Anand then declined the um, offer Mm -hmm. because he knew Mr. Lim and his family and so he didn't want to cross examine the family because then it would be like not very nice right yeah no you just don't do that yeah, yeah so he declined that and so he was like, I don't need a lawyer. I can do this on my own. He just got rejected by one person in history. We're like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I can Trials do this Trials start, right? Yeah. Trials start. And mm. just like the wildest... He 
was so confident mm-hmm. laughing joking with the with the officers you know be like <laughs> thumbs up at his wife winking at his wife laughing he was just smiling oh and you know his bros his buddies he's like giving them thumbs up <laughs> like bro i got this <laughs> and he's like winking at his wife like baby girl don't worry i got you <laughs> let your man handle this without a lawyer without a lawyer and how he did his um lawyering stuff he cross examine the witnesses the daughter who saw him and said to the daughter don't lie and then the <laughs> don't lie and then the maid the helper right yeah. she just could not remember which eye was the bad eye yeah. so he said to her and to the judge and to the jury like yeah. how can you even accept that she's saying it was me when she doesn't even know which is my bad eye you know she doesn't even know if it's my left eye that's bad or my right eye that's bad and you I mean, trust her in, word in a, in a situation like this can you really tell your left from right exactly. like it's very stressful so like it's yeah. not like yeah. i mean but at least she got the thing correct that it's a bad eye yeah yeah and so it was all fun and games for him until um Okay, and this is the funny part, right? Yeah. He repeatedly badgered the judge for cigarettes. Can I smoke in prison? Can I please <laughs> smoke in prison? <laughs> Mr. Judge, I am like a car. A car runs on fuel and I run on cigarettes. Let me smoke in prison. It's against the rules to smoke in prison. Yeah. No convicts are allowed to ever smoke mm. in prison. And he was like, "Please, I need cigarettes. Let me smoke." Mm-hmm. I need cigarettes. I need smoke. And again and again and again the judge was like, "No. No." He was making a mockery out yeah. of this whole process. Yeah. Until finally, right? Yeah. Um closing submissions came. Mhm. Closing submissions is basically um when a lawyer sums up all of the many 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 days weeks months of trial mm-hmm. into one report and gives it to the judge presents mm-hmm. it to him yeah he didn't know what to do why hmm cuz he didn't study how to be a lawyer yeah but he didn't know what to do and at this point at the end he requested for a lawyer and this the judge was lawyer. like No, the judge denied him. Oh wow. Even better. The judge was like, "You went through 5 months of trial. Mm-hmm. The trial was 5 months. You didn't you want a lawyer, but now at the final submission you want mm-hmm. a lawyer." The the poor no. lawyer, if there was a lawyer, he's going to have to study 5 months. It's not. Yeah, exactly. And so basically what Mr. Lim claimed is that he and Mr. Lim ran together an illegal horse racing and football betting ring. And Mr. Lim brought in losses going up to two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and Mr. Lim refused to pay Tony back the money, and so Tony just went over to ask for the money back and brought a this pistol yeah. to balance the playing field because Tony is blind on one eye. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so to level the playing field, he brought a pistol along uh-huh. for his self defense. And then later, Mr. Lim attacked Tony with a chair in the study room, and from self-defense, out of 
panic, he misfired the gun and shot um, Mr. Lim. That five was times. his claim. Five, yeah. five times. That was his claim. And yeah. so the prosecution basically said like, there's no way he was able to lift the chair because he was tied up. Yeah. It, that's very true. And then they got in a police to test the gun mm-hmm. to see like, how will it misfire? Firstly, that pistol that he used mm. cannot be misfired. They went to dig up the exact pistol from the yeah. kennel. Wow. And they tried it, they tested it and they yeah. said like, this pistol can't misfire. And mm. even if it misfired in that special circumstances, mm. how do you misfire five bullets back to back to back? Yeah. Exactly. And then again, when he fell forward, he still mm-hmm. fired again in his back. Yeah, no. And then I'm finally... Bullshit yeah, and then finally he was like, okay, fine, I was drunk. Mm. I was super drunk. I had no clear mind. Oh, okay, fine. You already proved... You, you, you know, you misproved my first story, so I'm just yeah. going to come up with a new one. Yeah, and then later, the prosecution brought in a... Um, doctor and mm. the doctor was like there's no way you you seemed of pretty sound mind when you did all of the other things mm-hmm, yeah and so he was obviously not looking good right yeah and so the next day he came to court and he was like hang me my lord <laughs> dear judge hang me can I be hung tomorrow <laughs> and like how do you come up and say things like this mm-hmm. the, and then he was like my wife is being threatened my wife is getting death text messages saying that your husband needs to die if he doesn't die then you die please my judge let me die i will sacrifice my life for my wife oh god and he made such a drama such a like a chaos in the court Mm. and that's why it's i guess just wild the case Mm, right because it's not normal yeah yeah and then finally you know obviously he was charged guilty for the murder yeah as he should be yeah and then comes appeal where Subhash Anand Mm. he took up the case for the appeal because Mm. when it comes to appealing you don't really have to cross-examine the family so there will be no need for him to talk to Mr. Lim's family yeah so he felt okay doing that yeah and obviously at this point there was nothing much Subash Anand could do. Yeah. Because it's already guilty. Yeah. So it was more of like, okay, no death sentence, maybe life imprisonment instead. Yeah. So he's still alive and stuff. Oh. Yeah. But it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Because what the lawyer's claims were, right, you didn't give my client a fair trial mm. because you didn't give him a lawyer. And they were like, well, he didn't want a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But he requested a lawyer for the final submissions. Mm. And the judge was like, okay, Mr. Subash Anand, you being like one of the best of the best of the best lawyers in Singapore, Mm. if you were given up a chance to take up the final submission, what could you have done to prove him not guilty? Yeah. And at this point, like, Subash Anand was also stumped. Like, he was like, there's nothing I could have done. Yeah. But the act of you denying him that is denying him a fair trial mm-hmm. and for that I think you should not give him the death sentence but didn't he say that he wanted the death sentence yeah but he was just being dramatic right okay yeah. <laughs> and then at the end so this is what is such like a funny thing right so mm. in an interview Subash Anand was saying like he is a very dramatic, big personality. Like, mm-hmm. he just has so much of, like, emotions. Yeah. He's, like, angry, he's happy, he's loud, you know? Yeah. He's, like, so much of, like... He's a big personality, right? Yeah. Like I said. He's just, like, very wild. Mm-hmm. He said that 
he was in one of the talks after the appeal got denied he was yeah. talking to the lawyer to um, like a conversation between Subash and Tony Kya was mm-hmm. Tony Kya was saying like um, my mistress just gave birth it's a newborn son mm-hmm. and I really want to spend some time with him like mm-hmm. do you think that they will postpone my hanging like I just want to be alive until he can call me daddy mm-hmm. and so Subash was like okay fine if there's one way fire me send me away mm-hmm. and when you fire me they will put you up with a new lawyer mm-hmm. and then this whole thing will happen again and it will take a few more months mm-hmm. and then Mr. Tony Kya was like no I can't do that to you like mm-hmm. I can't fire you because if I fire you people will think that you didn't deliver something but yeah. you did your best for me and mm-hmm. I can't um, ruin your reputation like that Aww. and so Mr. Subhash Anandan was like at this point you see like he's just he can be like such a big personality such yeah. a gangster but everyone has a soft spot yeah. and for him was his son mm-hmm. and like he didn't want to ruin my reputation because just because he wanted to spend time with his son mm-hmm. yeah so it's such like I felt like it's such a vulnerable spot I'm not yeah. saying like Tony Khan is a good person he did yeah. shoot a man down and left that man's entire family like yeah. abandoned mm-hmm. and the trauma that the girl and the wife mm-hmm. I mean watching everything happening the helper mm. like I'm, I'm not saying he's a good person I mean he did do many illegal but I mean stuff. everyone still has that soft spot yeah. not everyone is 100% bad you know yeah I don't know why he did what he did um so yeah, he got hung to death in January 9, 2009. Mm. Yep, and that's it. That's the story. Um, At this point, right, before being hung, he mm-hmm. actually um told his mistress to contact his wife. Mm-hmm. And the wife was like, what the hell? You have mm. a mistress? <laughs> and the wife was super upset, but she didn't know what to do. She yeah. couldn't do anything. Yeah. And Tony Kya was giving them a monthly allowance of $2,000 per wow for wife like wow, wow. <laughs> that's more than my job pays me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's in he he said to the wife like please take care of my mistress and mm. he said to the mistress please go find my wife she'll mm. take care of you <laughs> and then the wife was upset but she yeah. didn't know what to do so she's just like okay like <laughs> I'll take care of her okay. I thought that was super funny yeah that's kind of cute yeah like, please, 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 please just just go to her she'll take care of you yeah I feel so bad for the family and the yeah. daughter oh the poor daughter the daughter and the mother I mean can you imagine like mm. the one minute you just like it's really in like a second your entire life changes mm-hmm. everything was normal everything was fine yeah and then one day one incident happens and your whole life is like a whirlwind around yeah yeah I mean, rest in peace, Mr. Lim. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this whole case is so interesting because of, like, what a big personality Mr. Tony Kya has. Yeah. He's wild. He's really wild. Yeah. And, yeah. And this is, like, a, a case where literally no one does their own defending anymore. Yeah. And guns in Singapore, like, you don't mm-hmm. hear yeah. of that. You never hear of things like mm-hmm. that, Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you guys know any more information on this case. I keep trying to dig up his childhood. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tony Kerr's childhood. But I couldn't find much information on it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to know, like, why... What drove him to the point to, like, 
shoot mm-hmm. Mr. Lim. You know? Why did he join a gang in the first place, you know? I mean, that could be anything, but why? True, what, true. what about this one thing drove him to the point of wanting to shoot yeah. and kill Mr. Lim? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what did, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, it's wild, and the whole trial must have been such a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, you guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. See you guys in the next episode. Follow us on all our social media. We will try to post often. Yeah. Bye. Bye.